in the two weeks since we've recorded, we have entered and exited fall. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, t- so Tennessee is not known for its uh, falls. Um, I exactly East Tennessee is East Tennessee. I would argue has a very beautiful fall. Very picturesque. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, the rest of the state, not necessarily, uh, it depends on where you are and also depends on what week you decide to look out your window (laughs) because it really does only last about a week or two. And, and I, I said that at the beginning, that really wasn't a joke. Like we had fall and then we had a storm come through about, Three days ago, would you yeah, say? And it wasn't and, too long ago. And it blew every single freaking leaf off the tree, and now they are bare. They are into my driveway. Every leaf in the entire state is in my driveway. Yep. <laughs> yep, that's about right. So that is our fall here in Tennessee, and now we have just gone straight into winter. Well, but also, kind of. but also, Jay, this is still Tennessee we're talking about. So, you know, we'll, we have our, like, 15 seasons a year. Um, I believe we are in uh, false winter right now. False winter, yes. Um, and then it'll be, like, 75 in two weeks. Yeah, and then um, it'll get yeah. cold again. And then it'll be, like, 73 on Christmas Day. Yep, yeah, that's uh, par for the course here. Yep. But... Yeah, no, it's, uh, <laughs> I had let, I have left, uh, Champ and Parker outside while we were eating dinner and I opened that door. I was like, Whoa, guys, it's a good thing. You have not been groomed recently because <laughs> it is cold and they are shaggy. <laughs> yes. So, um, by the way, for those listening, happy Halloween. Happy it's Halloween. A, not only is it a bonus episode today, but it's a bonus episode on Halloween. How fun is that? I think it's very fun. Uh, let us know uh, right now, Door the Explorer style, what was your costume? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That was great. Yeah, you really pulled that off. Yeah, that looked good. <laughs> I liked it. I'm such a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. that uh speaking of costumes, what um of course at the time of this recording it is not quite Halloween yet. So John, what are you going to be for Halloween? Okay, so um I started my new job back in August. We've been I've been there a minute. The team has just it's largely a lot of the people who know each other pretty well at this point. So we're doing a branch costume for our bank branch. Okay. And when I tell you I love the ingenuity of this costume. Uh, Jay, we're going to dress the, the branch up like an episode of The Price is Right. So we just get to dress like normal people, but with the little Price is Right name tags. Oh, perfect. So we're having casual Monday. There you go. <laughs> it's it's ingenious. That's perfect. Because it's it's a legitimate theme, but it's also like, oh, yeah, you know, I just want to be comfy. I really want I want to see if I can push the envelope a little far and wear like pajama pants because you know how people <laughs> treat it. The Price is Right. Like, oh, they just yeah, wear whatever. Sure. So, yeah. like, if I wear pajama pants, are they going to be like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm the next contestant on The Price is Right. What do you mean, what am I doing? Yeah. Come on down. Need, you almost need to get a shirt that says, this is my Price is Right shirt. So, I actually I actually have... So, there's this YouTube channel called Smosh. Um, they did a video series. They haven't done one in a minute, which is kind of sad for me. But one of my favorite members of their ensemble cast hosted a show called What Are Those? And it was very much like if you took The Price is Right and you just like dialed up the chaos to about a thousand. So they had they have shirts in The Price is Right font for one of the one of the sections of the show. And it said, how much money in the world is it? Does it is it dollars? Does it cost? Because that was the like, oh, this is disjointed and chaotic and we're going to make a shirt off of it. So I'm going to wear that and really lean into The Price is Rightness on Monday. Yes, I, I would. For sure. Yeah, I would. uh, Because, you know, that's usually what people wear is like some sort of custom made shirt that they have. And it says something like, hey, mom and dad, I'm on the Price is Right. Or like, I'm 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 Jesse Pinkman on Breaking Bad. Yeah. (laughs) Have you seen that Aaron Paul on the Price is Right? Yes. I think it was before he was he was the star that he is now, but it's still very entertaining to me. Yeah. Well, that's fun. We are, um, as always, uh, as it feels like. Uh, you know, just the custom now is to uh, wait, have have ideas, but have waited too long before executing those ideas for your costume. Yep. Yep. And so we are being scarecrows. So the whole family, uh, all four of us, we're being scarecrows and we are uh, going to a Halloween party on Saturday. And my wife was like, you know, there's probably going to be other scarecrows. And I said, that is very possible. <laughs> Would it would it be possible to in that moment when you see the other scarecrows try to coordinate with them and just go ah like you scared each other because I, I think that would have been astounding if I had thought about it sooner I would have gone and would have gotten like a fake crow to put on my shoulder or something that would be <laughs> that, that awesome. would be great yeah but no of course I waited too long and so you know gotta think of something easy. 
Maximus Decimus Meridius. But uh, happy Halloween. Uh, Glad you're listening. We've got some Halloween treats or tricks for you today. And uh, so welcome to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. I am Jay. And with me, of course, is John. And um, we are... So I'll I'll be honest. So usually I have notes, various notes that I have taken for each show. I have no Mm -hmm. notes for this show. So we are kind of shooting from the hip today. (laughs) So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what, uh, what craziness ensues. So the I guess one of the differences with this episode versus um, kind of our main episodes and, you know, even other bonus episodes, I feel like this is more of like a shotgun approach of like we're going to talk about a couple of different things. Yeah. Um, but it is going to be more superficial and not that in-depth dive that we normally get when we hyper focus one movie, TV show, game, whatever. Um, so what are we Jay? What would you like to get into first? Well, we have a little I do. Bit. I do think the the news should definitely be brought up first because there's been some things that have happened here recently that are pretty incredible. Okay. Uh, so first off, spoilers. No, for anybody not. on our podcast, on our podcast no. of all things, I can't and um, Black Adam. Maybe you saw it. Maybe you didn't. No. Uh, I, th- I I thought about it, which is more than I really expected. <laughs> I think that I think that's the, fair to the say. The fact that you thought about it says a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I too also thought about it and realized, you know, I can just YouTube the big scenes later and just watch that, and that will be enough. Yeah. Uh, for me, because this is uh, anyway. Um, so one of the big things, one of the big reveals from Black Adam was that Henry Cavill is back <sighs> as Did Superman. You, when I when I saw that. A, that that sigh of relief that I just had now that happened then too. Yes, just oh my goodness, this is very relieving news because I thought he was really, done. Truly was. I very much thought he was just done. I saw it on Twitter first. Same. And I said no way. And so immediately had to go and look it up and and read about it. Of course, you, I haven't been able to find a clip yet, but read about it. And I was like, yes, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm yeah. so glad he's back. So the DCEU is no longer the DCEU. It is now just the DCU. It is now Spunk. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? If they gave it some like ludicrous acronym, that'd be amazing. <laughs> but unfortunately, we were not that lucky. <laughs> Um, I was trying to think of Discovery, Discovery Universe of, I don't know. I was trying to think of how to make it say duck. Uh, I was trying to find a different vowel. And when I tell you it was a struggle. <laughs> but yes, it is going... now the DCU, the the DC Universe, which, duh. I mean, yeah. Um, Although, is it not somewhat frustrating to you since MCU is the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the DCU is just the DC Universe? Like, does it... Should it not be the DCCU? The DCCU? The DC Cinematic Universe? It could, but at the same time, I feel like that might be too on the nose. Have you met DC? Jay. No, no, no. (laughs) Flip that. Have you met Marvel? Fair, yeah. Majority of their characters are copy and pasted from the DC Universe. In fact, we'll talk about one of them today. Uh, And so... Oh, yeah, main uh, thing. And then, uh, so other than that, uh, the the other big news is James Gunn is now in charge of the DC universe. So that's really exciting as well. Apparently discovery was impressed because all of this, I think it's worth pointing out all of this is happening because DC was bought out by discovery. And so discovery now has complete control and they've done some pretty wild things, including completely canceling the Batgirl movie, yeah. which was done ultimately done. Yeah. It was complete. Like they had a cast view, like a cast and crew viewing. Yeah. After so they it, found out that the movie was canned, they were like, listen, we've done enough. We've made this movie. We're watching it. I don't care what anyone else does. Exactly. So they, so they canceled that. So they've done some pretty big things. So this is, this is, pretty incredible that this is happening so superman is back what does this mean um 
to me, what this means is that they're they're probably most likely going to keep Man of Steel as canon. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I think the only other thing they're going to keep as canon is probably this newest um, Suicide Squad movie. So you think that what I can tell. So you think that resets Wonder Woman and Aquaman as well? Potentially. In fact, I I don't I, I don't know. I don't know. At the same time, it, it might just be the uh, that Dawn of Justice and Justice League might be kind of like non-canon either. So maybe Wonder Woman? Maybe? I don't know. It's hard to know. It's, but, it's weird to be like mildly excited about this again. Like fool is. me, fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. Or fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Yeah. Like, so I, I'm I'm pumped, man. Uh, this is something I have wanted for so long. So to know that he's back, yeah, just really makes me happy. And uh, he he released a video himself, just talking about how excited he is to be back, and uh, it just felt good. It's like, yeah, welcome back, Superman. We missed you. So as a very quick aside, um, and mildly related to Henry Cavill, did you see that there that um CD Projekt Red is doing a new Witcher remaster? I did see that. Yeah. In in the new Unreal Engine. I saw that. The new Unreal Engine looks legitimately like walking outside. Like it is the closest to real life high definition that I've ever seen on a screen. And the concept of playing a Witcher game in that one is terrifying. Yes. <laughs> Like from a from a from a gameplay perspective, but also from like a hardware compatibility perspective. Oh yeah. Of like right. if they try to port that onto a switch, your switch will explode. Yeah. Like yeah, that that's much. what's gonna happen. That's right, yeah. <laughs> so very excited for that. But uh what uh what else have we got going on? As far as news goes, uh, I'd say that's pretty much it. Uh, we can touch on if there's anything you've been up to, if you want um, to discuss that a little bit. Tales of the Jedi, the first couple of episodes came out yesterday. I uh, haven't yeah. watched them yet. I, I had completely forgotten about them. <laughs> um, we actually watched Werewolf by Night. Um, I watched it like an hour and a half ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we watched that last night. <laughs> it, I have a lot of thoughts about it. I'm very excited to talk about it. I have thoughts as it. well. Um, what else I've been up to? I... Uh, <laughs> I took off last Friday. I took last Friday off from work to play the Call of Duty campaign because what they did, the game doesn't come out until this Friday, but they released the campaign a week early, I guess. So it was like, hey, here's the campaign, you know, play it, whatever. And then when multiplayer comes out, the people who want to have played it will have already played it. And essentially they'll just be stress testing their multiplayer servers. Um, It's super decent. Um, There are a lot of... I'm actually kind of upset that I haven't gone in and made a full on review just like for my channels and stuff. It doesn't feel like a Call of Duty campaign to me, honestly. It's way too stealth focused. Hmm. Like this is Call of Duty we're talking about. I don't need eight stealth missions. And I don't know if that's the actual number or not. I'm kind of exaggerating, but I don't know. Are you a have you been a Call of Duty campaign guy, Jay? In the past, yes. Okay. The last time I played a Call of Duty campaign was years and years ago. So do you remember arguably the greatest Call of Duty campaign mission ever? All gillied up. Was that from Modern War like COD Modern 4? Modern Warfare 2. COD 4, the original. May I possibly. Okay. Um it's it's one of the mo- I would say it's the most iconic and arguably one of the best and they brought it back but better. Oh. It is easily easily the highlight of of this campaign. Interesting. Okay. So I would in like, you know, six months when it goes on sale because they need to <laughs> yeah. fill numbers. Right. I would give it a go okay. personally. Once All it right. once it drops to 30, I would say the campaign is worth 30. OK. Yeah, and then see, obviously I... in a couple of weeks, Warzone 2 will come out. So everybody will have that. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> yeah, um, I haven't I haven't played a first person shooter of that caliber in a long time cinematically it's very good it's very picturesque the storytelling is good it just doesn't feel like call of duty to me Mm. so that's probably not the take that call of duty people want to hear but that's my opinion and everyone else is entitled entitled to theirs if they want to be that's true they could just agree with me i mean i don't know why they i don't know why they wouldn't (laughs) (laughs) what they didn't ask us that is the truth jay they didn't and i'm a little bit salty about it as far as what I've been up to recently, mm-hmm. um, I actually started playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey again. Okay. Uh, that was one that I had played a lot of it and then just kind of was like, eh, eh, I don't, I don't really care. And I just kind of stopped. Yeah. Uh, but now that I've, you know, played pretty much everything else I have to completion, 
I'm like, well, I need to go ahead and finish this. At least the the main, main story. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I've started that up again, and uh, it's it's fun. If you for me, it's more fun to look at it and be like, this is not to me. It feels the least like an Assassin's Creed game to me. I think that's completely of, fair of all of the Assassin's Creed because like the the Assassin's Creed games, as cor- of course, like as the name would suggest, is about assassinating mm-hmm. uh, individuals. You know, usually uh, political leaders and stuff like that and unfortunately that one in particular really forced you out into the they really just wanted you to fight like it was just a, it was just a rough and tumble like hey to, you know get your swords and get out there and fight instead of a let's sneak around stealthily and take people out gross yeah so it just it as far as you know, the assassination formula is what I enjoyed the most. So I it made me upset that you couldn't do that. But yeah, I mean, it's still uh, I'm going back and playing it, and it's fun. But uh, other than that, I I tell you a I thought really that I had on. recently, Jay, about Assassin's Creed. Um, I really thought about the other day going back in and either getting the Ezio collection from somewhere if it was on sale, or digging up my Assassin's Creed Two disc and just going back in and playing Assassin's Creed Two again. Yeah, going back in, upgrading Monterigioni, like the origin of Ezio. I I really want to. Yeah, it's uh the the old formula is really good. Now I will say it's hard to go back once you've played the current stuff. Yeah. Because uh, like I, I got um, Assassin's Creed Three, which is um the one that takes place in the Revolutionary um, War. Revolutionary War. Yeah. And um and so it's actually hard to play it when you've been playing the newer versions because it I just it. it plays so much different. I wonder if that continues into two though, because three was such a jump from revelations it was so i wonder if like i wonder if the seo games would be more clunky or they would be like you'd be able to have that separation of like you know i played through origins recently so i know what it feels like but playing back through this like oh i can tell these are in the same series but they don't feel like the same game yeah so i don't know that's that's curious it's a good question but yeah, other than that, not a whole lot going on. Just uh, working and uh, looking forward to these new shows coming out. Uh, like you said, Tales of the Jedi. I'm still really enjoying Andor a lot. Um, a new episode of that was just released. I'll probably watch that tonight. And uh, yeah, so with that, let's review. Let's start with, um, well, let's start with the least Halloween of the Halloween stuff. Does that sound fair? She-Hulk? I I think start with that, but I, just, I don't know that I would consider it Halloween. I think that's just, you know, we talked about at the beginning of the season, we're going to try to wait until episode until a, a season finishes and go into it from a completed standpoint. Right, right. So it's just more of a... seen how it ends. And, and, we, uh, and we actually, there was a middle as well. <laughs> John, Believe John it or I, not. We, we decided to do that um, when starting up this new season because there were a few series that we were watching and we got to the point where we were, well, I think it was more me than John, but I was disliking it so much that I was like, do I really have to watch this? Yeah. And so John was like, well, no, because yeah. you have free will and you don't have to. Uh, and then he was also like, why, why don't we just start watching a series all the way through? And then once we do that, then we can review it. Because if it's something that we ultimately like, maybe if both of us were just like, that was horrible. Like we won't even touch it. <laughs> we won't even discuss it. So so She-Hulk, though, we did complete. It mm-hmm. was at least we were at least invested enough to complete it. Yeah. So um, <sighs> let's see. How should we do this? A little, little, little positive, a little negative. Maybe just our overall view of the, the series. I think I think I would do elevator pitch, pros and cons, and then rating. OK. All right. I'm good. I'm good with that. OK. So who's on first? Um, you're, you're on first. Go for it. Okay, I'll do my elevator first. It starts off really good, I think. I think the first episode. Do we need to have like elevator that, oh man, in the could we? During this part? Could we? That would be kind of fun. <laughs> I I will. Yes. Um, <laughs> go for it. So the first episode I think is really good. It's very high quality. It adds the perspective of you know normal person in an abnormal situation. Um, and there's this illusion of, you know, it's not going to take itself too seriously, but it just also, the, the first episode's good. The second to last episode, the Daredevil episode is good, but everything else is just kind of meh. Like I know Jay, Jay and I talked in the lead up to, uh, the finale and we were like, all right, let's see, let's see how this goes. I hated it, man. Like, I know it doesn't take itself seriously, but it like, it breaks the fourth wall in a way that even Deadpool would cringe at. And I was upset because I wanted it to be better. So big picture walk away from like my walk away from She-Hulk 
watch it. It is fun-ish, fun-ish. I think it, it's a good watch because Tatiana Maslany is amazing. She, she as Jen Walters and as She-Hulk is very good. Um, I think she's let down by really a lot of the... I mean, I think she's let down by the plot, honestly. I think she has a lame plot and they severely underused Tim Roth and I'm upset about it. More Tim Roth in everything. And Charlie Cox is amazing. I think we all know that, so. And we have arrived at our destination. All right. All right. <laughs> let's, and this is very. This is a very telling segue. Uh, let's hit the elevator. We're going down. Uh, oh, Jay, it's time for your. Down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, so She Hulk. So She Hulk was a series that started out fairly decent. I was not upset that much at how she got her powers. Um, and so I was, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a chance. I'm, I'm going to give this a chance. I like She-Hulk. I've read a few of her comics, not a whole lot. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to give it, a, I'm going to give it a shot. And, uh, and then it just progressively just got more irritating for me. Uh, the character as a whole and uh, her, her like side characters, her little, her little clique of people that followed her around her, her friends uh, hated them with a passion. They were just so annoying. And then, um, for me, the series as a whole went down the toilet as soon as I saw She-Hulk twerking on the screen. Yeah. And that, for me, was the point that I was like, what am I watching? What What is this? What's happening? And uh, and then, kind of like what you're saying, I, 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 I feel like they really kind of I, I hate to use this phrase because I've heard it said before and I don't like the way it's been used, but they really do kind of... Uh, um, neuter the abomination a little bit and i didn't appreciate that um and then kind of like what john was saying the ending was just complete crap yeah complete crap it was it bad. had a horrible finish uh it did not redeem itself at all i thought for a second i thought maybe it was going to because it was really starting to get intense and it did not and yeah yes so that was my uh we've now arrived back at the first floor again thank you for writing and take care uh so that was uh yeah so that so i guess getting into the i guess getting like nitpicky about it um yeah, the twerking, the the stuff with uh, what, what's her name? Meg the Me- Stallion. Me- Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I did not know who that was. Oh, Jay. <laughs> I, I know. I'm sorry. I was just like, I was like, I don't know who this is. I had to Google her as soon as she was on the screen. I was like, I, who is that? Yeah. Uh. So, and then um, I, I just in the 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 what was what was the girl that she's really tall and she was a she was making makeup. Oh, the the she's, woman she's from the good making, place. Yeah, she started making her, uh, her, her uh, She Hulk brand or whatever. Titania. Titania. Yeah, that was random. I think she's actually a like a, a She Hulk character. I I mean like, I, I'm, I guess. Um. Yeah. I. I think I wish her character had been done differently because I do feel like there is potential there, but oh, for sure, I feel like there were just this, too many. I think they tried to do too much. Honestly, John, this is honestly, you know, and I know there's a lot of people that are like, oh, these Internet trolls and da 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 da. But this was a show that I I had really high hopes for. Actually, I thought this show could be really good mm-hmm. because there's so much to humor do. you could put into it. I mean, it could really be a funny, like really good show. And uh, and then they didn't do any of those things. Yeah, I think the I think the Megan the Stallion thing it was one of the lowlights of the season for me. Um, the entire really season finale was a low point for me. It was too meta, um, and I did not appreciate that. Um, but I also like I kind of struggle with the who wouldn't like the the who or why is Jen Walter still single? Like you mean to tell me there's no one in Los Angeles of all places who couldn't actually like her and not be a creepy stalker who's gonna steal her phone and record things that shouldn't be recorded without consent and steal her blood? Like come on. That there's there's an aspect of unbelievability there. And then also, um wait, you didn't tell me that you were nominated for lawyer of the year. 
Oh, yeah. I've, I didn't oh, tell yeah. you about that completely fake thing that we made up for this show. Oh, huh. I mean, that does seem like something that would exist, though. Like a, a lawyer of the year, heavily air quoted um, award where it's just like like the perfect attendance of adult life. Like <laughs> you showed up. Good job. Like that kind of like borderline pandering. Like congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Con- there was a lot of. um Yeah. And, and I just, I want to, I also want to make a, a really big point. So uh, one of the things that I think has surrounded this entire series is people posting memes and stuff about how much they're hating She-Hulk and then people being upset with those people to the point that like they're making the whole fandom or anybody who disagrees with the show, they're making them to be out to, to, to be the villain. Right. So that was one thing that, that surrounded this show to the point that in their show, the villain was a guy who didn't like She-Hulk and made a lot of memes about her. Memes that were on this website that were memes that, like, were not exact memes, but memes that you could find on the internet about She-Hulk. And so that made me realize, so the writers of this show saw this coming, and yet they did it anyway? I don't think it's I don't think it's predicting the show's re, like res, reception. I think it's more seeing how female celebrities are treated. I feel like that's more of a it's a big picture and not a hyper focus concept. Or at least that that's how I looked at it. Because yeah. I'm sure there are things like that that exist if you look for them. And I'm not the person who goes in and digs for uh, Wikipedia calls it an online hate forum. Um, there's only a certain amount of hours in the day, Jay. I don't know about you. Uh, I don't choose to spend mine with that. <laughs> I just don't. Um, I do think there is a bit of a a pushback when things are not received well, um, because I feel like a lot of people in the Internet age don't have the nuance to say, I don't like this and that's okay. There are a lot of things that I don't like and there are a lot of things that you don't like that other people very much enjoy. I think not to not to be a spoiler or anything, but I think we'll talk about one of those later. If you enjoy that, fine. Keep enjoying it, please. In, In this era where we live, if there's something that gives you joy or whatever, Hold it, grab it, don't let it go. But everyone's not going to have those same things. Mm-hmm. So just because I don't like something doesn't mean you can't like something. And that's okay. Not everyone not everyone has that same opinion, though. And some people take things too far on yeah. both sides. Some people defend it as if their life depends on it. And some yeah. people attack yeah. it as if their life depends on it. Right, right. I don't have time for that. <laughs> if I don't like yeah. it, I don't watch it, I move on. Yeah. That's, that's life. Right. Well, it's, uh, but, so... I think general consensus is that it it was not good. Uh, it was could not have been much better. Yes, one hundred percent. I will say though, I personally personally loved the Daredevil episode. Like I said, Charlie Cox is incredible as as Daredevil. I think the the interchange, the the back and forth with um, with those two characters was very fun. Even if I hated the mustard suit, I hated it. Jay, he looked he looked like condiments. He, he looked like King. he looked like a hamburger exploded, <laughs> and it's not great. The suit didn't bother me. Uh, him being in the episode, I loved seeing him again. It was it was great. Uh, but they made it very clear that this is their version of Daredevil. This is not the exact Daredevil that we had from the Netflix series. They made yeah. that really clear, uh, specifically with him sleeping with uh, with Jennifer. She-Hulk. Yeah. Because um, he, in this Netflix series, he has a girlfriend. (laughs) So either he broke up with that girlfriend between the Netflix series and now, or that girlfriend never happened. Did I not watch season three? Was there a season three? Uh Uh-huh. I don't know that I watched season... I don't know that I knew they got together. Yeah, they ended up together. Huh. Uh, So that that actually, that's what bothered me the most about the episode. Uh, And so I was like, well, I guess that means that he's not with... I don't even remember her name. Karen? Yeah. Yeah. So Why do I know that? Why why can't I remember Um, relevant things? And I remember that. That's okay. (laughs) We'll forgive you. I I am curious to see if if the character goes back to Hell's Kitchen and because he gets back in that gritty environment, he goes back to that gritty like he goes he goes back to the Netflix Daredevil, essentially. Because that's what that's what we want to see. It's just a matter of is that what we're gonna get? Yeah. Great question that will be answered in his own series, Daredevil Born Again. (laughs) To dare to devil. (laughs) <laughs> still, it's still funny to me. Daredevil 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yes, <laughs> we need it. We need it. All right. And so up next, we have Hocus Pocus. 
That's fine. Or yeah. or stay in the DC or Marvel DC. Stay in the Marvel universe and go with Werewolf by Night. Um, let's do the let's do the logical transition and go to Werewolf by Night. Okay. So Werewolf by Night is a fifty-three minute. I'll call it a a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie yeah. in the same way a novella is still a book. Like. It's sure. a it's a small movie. Yeah. Um. It actually because it's a fifty three minute movie, the Wikipedia plot summary is very small. It's a Reader's Digest. <laughs> yes, that's upsetting, but it's true. Um. If it's all right with you, Jay, I would like to go ahead and read this plot summary just so we could all have an approximation of what we're about to talk about. Please do. All right. Werewolf by Night. Following the death of Ulysses Bloodstone, five experienced monster hunters, including Jack Russell, are summoned by Ulysses' widow Verusa to Bloodstone Manor, where they are instructed to participate in a competitive hunt to determine their new leader, who will wield the powerful Bloodstone. Ulysses' estranged daughter Elsa also arrives to compete for the Bloodstone, despite Verusa warning her against doing so. The hunt begins in a large maze on the grounds of the manor, with a captured monster that has been implanted with the Bloodstone as the hunter's quarry. Quarry? Quarry. I don't know. I feel like that word's weird. I say quarry. I think. Well, when I hear quarry, I think of like harvesting stone. So uh, I don't know. Uh, following an encounter with Elsa, Russell it's a finds the caramel and caramel situation. I I feel like you're right. I, yeah. Is it the food or is it the place? Because depending on what it is, is how you say it. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. Um, following an encounter with Elsa, Russell finds the monster Ted, a friend that Russell was searching <laughs> yeah. for and intended I to he had rescue. A name. Yeah, uh, it was it was a weird. It was a Weird moment of brevity, but I guess we will get to that in a second. Um, following an encounter with Elsa, Russell finds the monster, a friend that Russell was searching for and intended to rescue, while Elsa fights and kills one of the other hunters. Uh, Russell leaves Ted to carry out his escape plan and reunites with Elsa while she is hiding in a mausoleum. The two agree to work together to free Ted and obtain the bloodstone. Ted kills another of the hunters and Russell destroys the outer wall of the maze so they can escape. Ted flees into the forest after Elsa removes the bloodstone from him. However, the bloodstone reacts violently to Russell's touch, indicating that he also is a monster as Verusa and the other hunters arrive. Verusa captures Russell and Elsa and places them in a cage. She uses the bloodstone to trigger Russell's transformation into his werewolf form. Instead of killing Elsa as Verusa intended, the werewolf breaks the cage and slaughters the Verusa's guards, only for Verusa to subdue him using the bloodstone. Elsa also escapes, kills the two remaining hunters, and stops Verusa from killing the werewolf. The werewolf attacks Elsa, but spares her upon recognizing her, and leaves the manor. A furious Verusa tries to kill Elsa, but is incinerated by Ted, who then leaves to find Russell, while Elsa takes possession of the manor and the bloodstone. The next day, Russell awakens in the forest in his human form, with Ted watching over him, and is pleased to learn that Elsa is safe. Yay. All right. I like this way more than I should. <laughs> it's like, first of all, um, as a content note for those of you, um, probably with, with younger children, there is more graphic violence in this than probably any live action Marvel property to date. And language. What does it say about me that the language doesn't even register anymore? <laughs> okay. You don't have kids. That's, That's fair. Fair. <laughs> I th- yeah don't worry as soon as you have a kid like he'll he'll switch back on you <laughs> it'll go, jump oh out my oh my goodness you can oh. say those words stop <laughs> honey turn that off you don't need to watch that <laughs> oh goodness um yeah i i really like this jay so my elevator pitch would be um if you really enjoy old you know those those classic old black and white horror movies and if you aren't too bothered by plot holes then you're going to really enjoy this movie a plot hole in this economy that's it that's the reason for all the plot holes now it's because of the economy they can't afford a whole movie it makes so much more sense no one, now no one can afford a complete plot come on <laughs> that's it that's really funny actually <laughs> um i completely agree with with that um the plot holes i feel like didn't bother me quite as much but it is a very obvious homage to older black and white horror movies where it's not like it's not like horror now where you think about like it's freddy it's jason it's graphic it's over the top it's suspense yeah it is a truly suspense yeah and it's the pacing of it for a 53 minute movie i feel like it's the pacing is very good Uh um obviously you know like i said 53 minutes you're not gonna be able to do a whole lot of character development but the character like there the cast section on wikipedia has three characters and two of them are very good i think the the werewolf and elsa i feel like are they like they have depth yeah the um 
the characters that need the most attention are the ones that get the most attention. So yes, there are more characters in this movie, but at the same time, the characters that you need to worry about, those are the main focus. And those are the ones that are talked about the most. So it's, if you don't remember the names and stuff of everybody else who was in this, then it's, it really, that's okay. You don't have to know every single backstory of every single person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, the one thing I, I really enjoyed, uh, kind of like what you're saying, I really enjoyed this, uh, movie a lot, except for the plot holes. There were some pretty big, well, there were some plot holes and then there were just some like things that happened that were just very convenient, like extremely convenient. (laughs) And didn't happen, as we've talked about before, it didn't happen organically. It just happened. It happened because it needed to happen. Yes, exactly. So my, my first, the first one is they get locked in this tomb and they're kind of like, Oh no, we're locked in this tomb. What are we going to do? And they're kind of like, they're, they're kind of reaching that point that they're just like, well, I guess we're just going to, you know, eventually something will happen. And then she's like, Oh, I just remembered my grandmother's buried in here. And she thought that she would be raised from the dead. Well, guess what you would need if you were raised from the dead in a tomb, you would need some keys. And she breaks into the tomb and pulls out the keys. And that's how they get out. And it's like, well, that was convenient. Jay, do you want me to make that scene worse for you? I mean, because that's not where that there's that's not where the mausoleum falls apart for me. The mausoleum falls apart for me before the werewolf and Elsa go in to go in there. Elsa has this fight scene with somebody who's coming out of the mausoleum. Oh, that's right. And yes. it's a real, it's a cool fight scene. Um, she she cuts a dude's arm off and then shoots him in the face. So again, uh, both of those things are seen on screen, by the way. So violence. Um, how did if if the door locks, it, Jay? How did he get how did in? He get out. Yeah, how did he get How did in he get in? How did he, how did get, he get out? Yeah. And then did the door very just great questions. Did the door just not close when he came out of it? Like that's where that scene falls apart to me. The getting the keys out of the casket. People have been buried with weirder things. You've played Assassin's Creed Origin and been inside the pyramids. Like people have been buried <laughs> with weirder accurate. things. <laughs> that's right. So that the how did they get in was the thing that that I struggled with, not necessarily how did they get out. <laughs> So now right. that now that you hate both parts of that scene. Yeah, well, I if I <laughs> if I watched it again, I probably would have noticed that and it would have bothered me even more. Yeah. I would have been like, oh gosh. Um and then you have the the little uh bomb thing that he has to blow up the wall. And yes, that scene was funny and I and I did chuckle at it because he kept failing at it. But at the same time I was like, man, this thing probably should have gone off like a whole minute ago. What? No, surely not. <laughs> And then as soon as he places it exactly right, that's when it explodes. Do you, um, you know, in video games where there are messages or there are like missions where it has this sense of urgency, but it doesn't actually have that ticking clock to count <laughs> right. to count you down. That's what this feels like, because <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah. oh, man, you know, to, to complete or to continue the plot, we have to go do this now. And then you go do like three hours of side missions. Yeah, right. And then you, you pick up the main plot again and it's like, we have to go do this now. Let's go. And it picks off right where the previous mission left off right that's what that feels like that's like yeah. that scene is like time is a myth and <laughs> like nothing like it, it's just, it just doesn't the timing of it doesn't fit you are right but i was too sucked into the he's trying to throw a grenade and failing like <laughs> i stayed in that moment so i i see where you're coming from and now i'm not going to be able to unsee where you're coming from and then uh the uh the last big thing for me was the wolf man is trying to get out of this room. He goes to the door, the, the big hallway, and this big metal door closes. He's not able to get out. He's trapped, right? Oh no, I'm trapped. What am I going to do? He almost attacks the girl. And then he decides to, at the end, run around the room and finds a secret wall. The wall completely opens up and he's able to get out no problem at all. And it's like, wow, why didn't he do that before? He clearly knew where that was. He got through it super easy, but... Yeah. So that was that was the last little um, thing that was like plot hole type of thing that was like, well, that was just kind of convenience. So if you can get through these like four incredibly convenient moments <laughs> yeah. in this under an hour movie, it it is very enjoyable. Jay, I don't want to keep poking fun at it, it like it's horrible. Um, 
I honestly, I honestly might watch this again. I mm. one thing I did really enjoy. So this the whole movie, well, major, ninety five percent of this movie is in black and white, and uh, the for the for most of the movie, the stone, the bloodstone, is the only thing that's color. It's mm-hmm. red, and then at the very end, the daughter has the bloodstone, and she sits down in a chair, and then the movie transforms into color and over the rainbow is playing in the background uh, from wizard of Oz. Yeah. And, uh, and then everything turns into color and then you get to see werewolf and man thing, uh, who not swamp thing, not swamp thing, man thing, man thing. Uh, and, uh, he is with, uh, or I guess his name is actually Ted. His, and... his character name is, I, I opened his Wikipedia page because I was too curious, uh, Dr. Theodore Salas, or Ted Salas. He's, excuse me, he's there with um, with the werewolf and giving him a cup of tea or coffee or something, and, and they're just enjoying their time together. Yeah. So. I, I really, now that now that Elsa is established uh, as not a Disney princess, but a, a very impressive monster hunter... Um, can she can she please be reworked into the Blade movie? <laughs> right. Since the Blade movie is already struggling, let's just do some fan service, get her in there. So it'd be it'd be Elsa Bloodstone, um, Kit Harrington's character, and Blade. I would watch. I'm down with that. I, I would com- I would watch that movie. I would I would watch that. I would reserve tickets to that movie today. They have increased their supernatural uh, presence, Marvel presence, so much that they really have to do some sort of supernatural team up at this point, right? You would think. Um, let me look real quick and see if Elsa Bloodstone is going to be in. Um, Wikipedia says she is not in the new game, but team affiliation. She is on the Midnight Suns team. Yeah. So if if that didn't that game get pushed back? I have no idea. I yeah, it hasn't really been on my radar at all. Um, but I would, she might be DLC or something. I don't know. Yeah, I. I had a I had a thought while you were talking, and it was something I didn't like, and then I forgot it. So, uh, yeah, that's that's about right, as as much as I can tell. It's fun. Um, elevator or elevator pitch rating? I would give it probably like a seven five eight ish. Yeah, I would give it a I I I'd give it a seven. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna compare it to Sin City because you were talking about how it's in black and white, oh, except color. except for the stone, and yeah. that's the same vibe the Sin City moved. I've only seen the first one. Um, but everything was in black and white except for like key plot elements were were in color. So right. stylistically, this is the most fun thing Marvel has made in a while. Yeah, I I'm hesitant to say it, Jay, but this might have raised my expectations for the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yeah, that trailer was released. That's something we didn't talk about in the news. I haven't seen that it. That trailer is released. <laughs> I you know it was it's a it's it's there. It's a Christmas special. Yeah, Kevin Bacon's going to be in it. I the headline I saw is that the Guardians of the Galaxy kidnap Kevin bacon yep and i was like that has my attention but i mean i was gonna watch it anyway so it doesn't really matter that's a thing but uh yeah so next up is hocus hokey pokey two you uh do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around that's that's what that's what it's all that's what it's all about yeah um so this let's see i guess uh plot summary would be good for this one sure um and then we'll do our elevator pitches and complain (laughs) it's upsetting because that's true um, Hocus Pocus 2, a Disney Plus original, debuted September 30th, 2022, running time 103 minutes. Plot. In 1653, Salem, Massachusetts, a young Winifred Sanderson is banished from Salem by Reverend Trask after she defied the authority of the church by refusing to marry John Pritchett. Rather than let her sisters Mary and Sarah be taken away from her, Winifred escapes with them to a nearby forbidden forest. There, they make the acquaintance of Mother Witch, who gifts Winifred her magic book for her 16th birthday, but explicitly warns the sisters against casting a spell known as Magicae Maxima, which makes the user all-powerful. 29 years after the Sanderson sisters were resurrected by the Black Flame Candle, Salem teenagers Becky and or Becca and Izzy prepare to celebrate Halloween and Becca's 16th birthday. Becca and Izzy visit a magic shop. Becca and Izzy light the candle and discover that it is another Black Flame Candle. Winifred decides they will cast the Magic at Maxima spell to eliminate Trask and take revenge on Salem. Becca, Cassie, and Izzy join together in a coven and cast a reuniting spell and Winifred happily fades away to be reunited with her sisters. Uh, The girls decide to give the book a new home and continue practicing their magic as they walk off into the night in a similar manner as the Sanderson sisters. As they leave, a crow identical to the one that Mother Witch had shapeshifted into flies overhead. Can I take a breath now? Holy cow. (coughs) Yeah. 
I think elevator pitching this movie. If you liked the first one, you will like you will like this movie as much as you like the first one. If you love the first one, you will probably love this movie. If you don't much care for the first one, this one's not going to do a whole lot to grab you. It is a sequel in the best and truest sense of the word. It it, it essentially is the first movie 30 years later. That's really all I've got. It it functions the same. Elevator pitch, I would say <clears throat> if you enjoyed the first one, for all the reasons that most people enjoyed the first one, because it reminds you of your childhood, then I'm going to argue that you're not going to enjoy this one because it it's definitely made for the new generation. So it was not made, the sequel was not made with the first generation in mind. The second one was made for a new generation. That's the way I would put it. So if you don't mind that, then I think you're going to enjoy it. But if that bothers you because you were really wanting it to be a sequel for your childhood heart, then unfortunately this is not going to be the sequel for you. Yeah. I tell you what that means, Jay, um, since you and I are disagreeing with pretty much opposite opinions here. Um, it looks like it means that that our listeners are just going to have to go watch both movies and see for themselves. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Was that? And we reviewed the first one we as did. well. So it, uh, it, I think I believe in season two. Spo- I want to say spoiler alert: it did not go well. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, but we reviewed it because it's a classic. It's one of those that there are lots of people that enjoy Hocus Pocus. I, you know, I don't, you know, I remember as a kid enjoying it. Once I got a little older, I started seeing a lot of it as like, oh, this is, I don't know about this. Yeah. Um, This one, you know, one thing, John, I will say that I, you know, and, and maybe this is just more of a personal thing for me, but I mean, you know, you didn't ask me, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, So in the first one, you know, deals with with the sisters and their witches, right? Mm-hmm. And so what they decide is, is is these these children, they accidentally let the witches out. They accidentally let, let the witches free. And then they actively are trying to stop the witches. Uh, like, that's their whole goal. Because they're like, uh-uh, witches are bad because they're wanting to kill children. And this is not the kind of thing that we need to, you know, doesn't need to be happening. This is scary. And uh, at one part, there is one of the teenagers does, like, look into the book and realize that salt can protect you from enchantments. So she grabs, like, a thing of salt and is, like, you know, constantly, like, throwing salt in, like, a circle around them just to kind of keep them safe. But that's the that's the most that it, magic is used from anybody else. One thing I actually didn't like about this one was because the girls are, like, actively pursuing and wanting to become witches. And I thought that was interesting because I was like, aren't the witches the bad guys and you're wanting to become a witch? That's interesting. The thing that I think is interesting, Jay, is... Is that the movie ends with the Sanderson sisters gone, literally turned to dust. And I mean, I don't know that I put together the crow was identical to Mother Witch at the end of the movie. Um, I because I don't know why you would do that if you had really a desire to make a Hocus Pocus three, which this is Disney, and if this makes money, there's that's a, a that's desire an to make it. Point, yeah. Um, that's an excellent point. So I feel like that could be kind of the why do they want to be witches? Like, well, because we need a we need a plot for an additional movie. They're going okay, to do something. So it's I going see. to go wrong. So the villain of the story is Disney. Aren't aren't they the villain of like every story now? <laughs> I mean, they were the villain in She-Hulk. Somewhat not subtly. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> Um, I will say there's a there's a moment after I think it's after the Walgreens scene where they were needing to find brooms to fly on and one of them gets like a Swiffer and one of them gets another like actual broom substitute and the third sister has to fly on a Roomba. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I I did enjoy that. I'm not going to lie. I'm also going to to give the caveat of I um, the day this was released, I was invited to a watch party at my friend's house. Um, One of my friends very much enjoys fall this season. And they had a big party about the movie. And I mean, the movie itself, I'm not a huge fan of. I went into it knowing I probably wasn't going to like it. But the experience of watching a movie in that environment is is definitely something that I missed for the past, you know, couple of years. They had it on a screen outside. They invited their neighborhood. Everyone came over. We had pizza. We had candy. We had uh, adult beverages. And I know there was caffeine. Um, (laughs) 
you know, adult beverages with caffeine. Right. Um, and the, the experience of watching this movie is a fond memory that I have that to me overpowers the I watched this movie. So, I mean, that that's a that's a nuance that I have personally. Um, and that that goes so into the memories, the memories that go with the movie. I remember the movie make, fondly make the movie better. I remember the movie fondly because of the circumstance in which I watched it. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I feel the same way about Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way, really not a good movie at all. <laughs> what? At, like at no, all. Surely not. But but remembering watching that movie with all of my cousins and all of us watching it together and, you know, the popcorn and just the, the fun of being together, it makes the movie that much. It makes it better. Yeah. So I think yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. That would be that would be another fun thing. I know I've already pandered to, to you all, our audience, a lot in this episode. But is there is there a movie experience like that that jumps out to you? Something where this is an iconic like what is it? What's it in, in Inside Out? A core memory? Yeah. Like a core memory media wise, whether it's yeah. a movie, a board game, a video game. I was going to say if it was a book, but I, other than like a book club reading the same book at the same pacing, I feel like that's going to be a struggle to have a, a genuine group interaction. But it, it's not impossible, I guess. Yeah. So that would be that would be another fun thing that I would I would love to hear from hear from y'all about. Yeah. Now, to get in touch with us, there are several ways you can reach us at they didn't ask us at gmail.com. Uh, that would be an email address. So for those that maybe weren't following along, so you can email us there. Um, if you want to follow us on, uh, well, not us, but if you want to follow uh, each of us individually, you can follow John at jmuller8332 on Twitter, and you can follow me, the nerd is underscore in on Twitter as well. You can message us and uh, just see what our uh, happenings are, uh, what we're getting into, but uh, we'd love to hear yeah, from you. We, we do uh, have a pod Twitter, but I'm horrible about remembering to post from it oh that's right see what what, what is that one again <laughs> yeah i i'm horrible about remembering to use it which means that we're horrible about it being interacted with um the pod twitter is tdau underscore pod that's right because someone had already taken td under tdau pod and i had to have an underscore oh, how dare they trying to get an original username on the internet in 2022 is not easy no no unless you have an unusual spelling oh that's true yeah yes yeah, so uh, please follow us, uh, like the show, uh, share it with your friends, leave a comment, leave a rating, you know, all that good stuff. Um, so I guess this episode in like 15 seconds, Jay, is uh, She-Hulk, meh. She-Hulk, um, meh. Werewolf at Night. Actually, you know what? I, I, I'm i going to change that. She-Hulk, I would say just stay away, honestly. I mean, watch it for the Daredevil episode, but you don't really need a whole lot of build up to get there. You could just watch the Daredevil episode. Just rewatch the Netflix series. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> um, so She-Hulk, mm. Mm. Um, Werewolf at Night, surprisingly good, I think is fair. Uh, yeah, surprisingly good. And yeah. Hocus Pocus 2, really watch for yourself and, and have your own, come at it from your own perspective, because Jay and I disagreed on purpose, but we both think it is uh, calling it okay might be a compliment. So that's uh, <laughs> yeah. that's really where we're at for this bonus episode. And because this is a bonus episode, Jay, that means people are going to be hearing from us again this time next week. Next week, guys, you get to hear us again. That's exciting. Yeah. Are we are we reviewing something fun again? Because, I mean, these might not have been good, but they were fun. We are reviewing something fun again. And I would love to tell you as soon as I get there and look at it. <laughs> I could, I could have done like that I too. Said, that was very well, petty I, Like of I me. said, I did not make notes at all this time around. And so because of that, I was oh. not prepared. Oh, Jay. Our season four calendar has November 7th as Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, that's right. Oh, my goodness. That's right. And I th believe what we might tr attempt to do is make it a commentary so that you can listen to us whilst you watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I conceptually, I love the idea of that. So we're going to, we're going to attempt. Okay. We're going to attempt. We might start it out. It might fail miserably in which case it'll just be us talking about it. But that's the, that's the idea. And that's, so, that's very fun. I haven't, we'll I haven't seen up. that movie in too long. So we'll, we'll keep you updated on that and how that goes. But yes, so you'll hear us here in one week. But uh, any, anything else, John? Um, not really, you know, another episode next week, I will probably have played, uh, an embarrassing amount of Call of Duty between now and then, but <laughs> that's what happens when a new game comes out and I'm excited for it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Makes sense. All right, guys. Well, we will see you back here in just one week. Uh, but until then, nerd out.